Hello, and welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today is an exciting occasion. This is our 100th podcast, and uh, we have very special guests. We have our brand new AGA president for the year, Melinda Miguel, as well as our AGA CEO, Ann Eberts. And also to celebrate, we have a new jingle you're hearing in the background there, so... Uh, put that together for this special occasion as well and uh we actually recorded this at the pdt this year so we were right in the middle of the uh the event and it was awesome to see everybody in person i think it's one of the highlights of the year for sure so to celebrate we had melinda in to talk about her goals for the year as the incoming president so without further ado let's talk to melinda and Anne. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Okay, today's a special day. We're celebrating podcast number 100. And to do that, we have some very special guests here today. We're actually at the PDT, too. Let me fail to mention that. So we have here uh, Melinda Miguel and uh, Ann Eberts. So how are you all doing today? Hi, Paul. I'm doing great. It's so good to see you. Yep. Wonderful. Um, working hard here and uh, great seeing people. So we're excited to be here in, in Anaheim. Absolutely. Well, why don't we start with that? Um, you know, maybe Melinda, then Ann, just, you know, h- how's it going so far? I think we're in we're day two, technically, of the conference is Monday. Um, you know, how's it been going for you, Melinda? How, have you enjoyed it so far? I've enjoyed it tremendously, Paul. Thank you. I just have to mention that this has been a record-breaking PDT for yeah. AGA. Mm-hmm. We have had so many people in person as well as virtually, probably about 50-50. So we have 1,500 or so attendees here in person and about the same number uh, attending virtually. Uh, It's wonderful to hear and see all the enthusiasm by the participants, and it's so great to hear how happy they are to be back in person Mm -hmm. and to feel connected with AGA. Absolutely. I think what's really interesting is seeing people that you've been seeing on Zoom calls or Teams calls and you don't really recognize them. <laughs> and somebody came, just came up to me and says, hey, you met me on a, on a call. And I'm like, oh, okay. I had to look at the badge, look at the name. And then it's like, oh, absolutely. But it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's really, it's still very different. We don't really get to know people via Zoom. And here, you know, you get to learn more about the whole person, not only what they're interested in, what they do, what their expertise is. I mean, it, you get the whole package. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, and for me, uh, same feeling, you know, I just love seeing people I haven't seen forever. And like you said, a lot of people I've never met in person, just virtually, especially like the NCC and the folks from different chapters around the country, mm-hmm. just to see them in person and to hear their voice is such a, such a big difference than just somebody on an email or on a Teams, right? Um, and the other special thing, obviously, we talked about this is Podcast 100. I definitely want to thank Ann for letting us kick this initiative off. I think it was almost... Three years ago, it's been a while. Now I want to thank you, Paul. Oh, it thanks. was your idea <laughs> to push this through, and I I appreciate AGA being a, a part of that and, and getting to tell our story. Not mm-hmm. only what we do at AGA, but the people we impact and the people that are our leaders. You get to hear them all. Yeah, it's been great, and you know, obviously, encourage folks to go back through the hundred. <laughs> you know, if you haven't listened to them yet, get on your bike, get on you, take a run, and listen to it, or whatever you want to do. And and of course, I definitely want some ideas, good topics. I'm actually been going around, you know, looking in the agendas to find good speakers for future podcasts. 
So, hey, this PDC is always great for me for podcasting. You're shopping for speakers. I'm shopping. Speaker. That's right. <laughs> well, we certainly do have great sessions going on with some excellent speakers. There's some wonderful training. A lot of topics all the way from the pandemic and improper payments to disasters mm-hmm. or cybersecurity. Yeah, and it's great too because um, you know just so many people that I would never, you know, I won't, I wouldn't meet in person. I meet here because of, they're from another chapter or from another location, and again, just gives me a more diverse group of people to uh, potentially have on the podcast. So, well, what's good too is, in addition to the technical topics, Melinda, we also have a lot of them on personal development. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Talk about words matter. You know how to treat people. Um, how to become leaders, how to work with leaders across, you know, multiple organizations. I, I think people just get a, a more well-rounded viewpoint of, of not only, again, technical topics, things that are important in the community, but also, you know, developing themselves. Absolutely. One of the speakers that we had this morning was how to really develop your own inner rock star. Mm, right. And we had such a great session that was talking about your importance of your attitude and bringing your A-game every day. And the presenter was so enthusiastic and so high energy, and he was the drummer for Pink and yeah. several other yeah. uh, rock and roll musicians. Yeah, Billy Idol, Foreigner, so it was Mark Shulman. Cool. Yeah. He, yeah. he was incredible, a ball of fire. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, something I've heard similar to what he had said before is, you know, just smile before you say something. It's going to make your attitude so much better. And it's pretty much what he said. I mean, it's true. It's simple. But, you know, just put a positive spin. Even if you have to deliver bad news, just kind of have a more neutral. Don't get all grim about it, you know. And I, I don't know. He said, like, gets the endorphins going. It kind of – I mean, I, I actually totally agree with all that, what he was saying in there. No, so. it's great. I know I, I will be re-watching that because I then I can take notes because I was just enthralled with his presentation. So. <laughs> but, no, there are some great ideas that I think – People, we just need to remind ourselves of. Yeah, so. no, that's what I love about, like you said, you take notes of these things. I absolutely take all my notes on the pad here and go back and, you know, throughout the year remind myself to actually do these things that I took notes on, right? That's the great thing about these kind of sessions, you know, these conferences and trainings. But, so Melinda, you're the star today. Let's get into, into what we're here to talk about. Um, so why don't you uh, share with us, you're the new president this year coming up, right? And uh, just to talk about, you know, what is your theme for the year and what are some of the goals you'd like to accomplish? Awesome. So my theme for the year is building bridges and cultivating collaboration. A couple of the goals associated with that are really to champion the new brand for AGA. You know, our tent is really very large. We're not just for accountants anymore. We encompass so many different professions all under this one roof um, with AGA. Mm -hmm. Um, Building the brand and championing the new brand, I think, is, is a really important Uh, way forward for government accountability professionals to market our benefits of being a member to those that are helping us uh, bring government accountability and transparency to government. So real exciting. Other um, goal is to grow members and our chapters Mm -hmm. um, and to also enhance the profession of government accountability. So, yeah, I mean, let's dig into some of those if you want. I mean, I'd love to, you know, I'm, the new brand is a great topic, and, and you can jump in here too. I know you're definitely on top of this one. I mean, just what are some ideas you all have for, for that? You know, how, just championing the brand, making sure people understand, and, and bringing in a more diverse, you know, a wider group of people. Yeah, and we, we worked with a professional rebranding firm, and they, they said it takes within, you know, around uh, 6 to 12 or 15 months to really 
get it out there because I was talking to somebody from actually from GAO today and they said so we're talking about this new brand this AGA thing it's still AGA right it's still Association for Government Accountants I said that's where you're wrong it doesn't just (laughs) look like a new logo we're you know we represent the federal community or federal state and local all Mm -hmm. levels of government private sector and it's you know financial professionals as well as all of those who interact with those financial professionals. As we talk about performance and accountability and transparency and building trust in government, it's not just the accounting people. It's the inspector generals. It's the performance folks. It's grants managers. Mm -hmm. It's the IT community that learns so much about the financial community because they're building tools, building dashboards. They're included, too. We want their expertise. We need to combine, stop working in silos and work together. To, to move government forward. And, and to me, that's what's exciting is to see all the different people here that have never been to a PDT before. We've got about 400 of them mm-hmm. that are first timers that, you know, they're looking at me. It's like, wow, it's, it's not just accounting. And I said, no, it's not. There's a lot of different topics. Yeah. And I mean, the accountability community is such a huge, it's huge. scope of, of folks. I mean, that really grows into the second, your second goal, but growing the membership is going to go along with growing the brand, right? Right. Because, I mean, just like the kind of, maybe the kind of content and, you know, sessions and, and programs and, and articles and things that we do should go across the board much more, right? Right. And it's it's interesting when we, our brand, nav, it's called Brand Navigation was the firm that we worked with, which were, and they were great people. They did um, some one-on-one conversations with leaders across government, federal, state, mm-hmm. and local government, and some private sector and they said, so what does AGA mean to you? And uh, so they started talking about it. And he said, well, what if they change the name? And he goes, no. Everybody said, no. <laughs> we know AGA. That's, I mean, it's a, you know, you don't want to lose that. It's like starting right. all over again almost as a brand-new association and trying to build credibility. When people to say, what happened to AGA? They're gone. You know, so if we change the name, I think that would have been – um, detrimental to to who we are, what we are, and, and to our really rich history yeah. of being AGA. What is it, like 70-something years? 75. 75, that's crazy. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, Melinda, what, what do you think? I mean, what, what are some of the things you've been contemplating with the membership here? Absolutely. So in addition to the rebrand with AGA and having a, a larger um, goal, not just accountants anymore mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, the, the tagline that goes with AGA is advance, grow, and accelerate. Mm-hmm. And that tagline really is an action-oriented focus towards our members and our the careers of those that are participating with our training or our events or in our chapters mm-hmm. is to advance their careers, to grow their networks, to accelerate their learning. And so all of those taglines are very action-oriented, and I think that that's a really – uh, forward-looking kind of message. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you look at the logo, it's you know still AGA. It's blue. Blue is great. Blue is a symbol of trust. But then it's got the little orange arrow. It's mm-hmm. an up arrow with a star. And uh, those are um, showing the movement forward with AGA. And then the star is kind of a way to reflect on yourself, um, you know, that you've accomplished something. Or maybe you've... That's the excellence piece. Yes, like that. that's the yeah. excellence piece. <laughs> or maybe you've just completed the CGFM, our Certified Government Financial Management Manager course, and you're giving yourself a gold star, you know, for completing that or for attending training or for reaching a new pinnacle in your career. 
Right, and I think you had I talked to you before, and you talked about you know, as a member, you know, you should take action to help help us grow. You know, mention it to a colleagues and bring them into yes. meetings and trainings and see mm-hmm. that so they can see the benefits. So each one bring one. You know, if you're going right. if you're going to an AGA event, mm-hmm. don't go alone. You know, bring someone with you. Um, it'll really help if you mentor a friend, mentor a colleague. You know, help them with their career. Kind of leads me to what Am was going to talk about with the Council on Advancement of Women. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really also a more inclusive organization that's supportive of all walks of life. Right. And our focus on on the Council for Advancement of Women is to help build the profession and to also help other females in their careers to giving them a hand up mm-hmm. in the organization and to give them a special focus, not just. Um, Females in general, but also from all walks of life, mm-hmm. whether whether you're Hispanic or some other nationality, it's really about being inclusive and looking past our differences and being more collaborative and more cohesive and really inclusive of, you know, looking at our, our similarities rather than our differences. Absolutely. Also, I think the council has also served to provide an additional network for women, to learn and meet people outside of their their office, their facility, and especially now during COVID, you know, what are the opportunities that you would meet somebody you don't already know? You, people are having teams meetings with their team, right? Right, with the people with the people they work for and work with. So it's also served as a as an additional network um, development process, and and again, learning from people that are different from you, but also very much like you. So right. Um, We've started at PDT, since we're at PDT, I'll mention it, seven years ago we had our first women's panel. Mm-hmm. So it was all women speaking about about whether it's challenges, successes, how to help each other, how to mentor each other, how to lift each other up. Mm-hmm. And it was, inc- it was packed. I mean, it was wall-to-wall. And it has been ever since. And I think that was the, the onus of the Council for Advancement of Women is identifying how do we keep that going? How do we, I don't want to say legitimize it, but but really give it a place mm-hmm. in the AGA lineup mm-hmm. of committees and boards to say, one, it's very important. Two, you know, we established it at about the same time, you know, we put out a DE&I statement where, you know, again, diversity, equity, inclusion um, is, is very important and to make sure that we are reaching out to people that may not have been reached out to before and including them in what we do. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you two are the leaders of our organization and, you know, you're women, obviously. So, I mean, I think it's leading by example, too, you know, just having so many great women leaders in AGA and in the government, just a great role model for folks coming up in their career and see what they can do. You know, you're exemplifying it. Absolutely. You know, AGA has meant so many things to me over my career, um, so many different things. And it's been something that I feel like I belong to something bigger than myself. Right. I belong to an organization that values women, values ed- education, mm-hmm. learning, professional development, and it really puts its money where its mouth is whenever you see a council being established to showcase women. Right. You know, when I was growing up, I didn't always see women, modern women, in the workforce being showcased on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. now that's becoming more commonplace with AGA's council. And, Melinda, when we first started working, um, in many cases, I was the only woman in the room. Right. Absolutely. I mean, and the rest of any other women I saw were usually administrative support mm-hmm. folks. Mm-hmm. Um 
but but never other professionals. I mean, it took a long time to get us a seat at the table. Absolutely, literally yes. a seat at the table, not on the back bench wall, but <laughs> you know, right? But at the table, sure. So no. we celebrate that all the time. That's a good yes. thing, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Um, so, Melinda, another thing about one of your goals there. So we talked about growing membership, and you also mentioned strengthening the chapters. What are some more thoughts on what you know? What would you like to do there? Well, one of the things that Anne has recently demonstrated a even greater commitment towards our chapters, um, not only with the governance structure change of AGA to be to give more people a voice mm-hmm. at the chapter level, mm-hmm. but Anne has recently hired two chapter services managers mm-hmm. rather than one, and so you know this will give us extra um, support to the chapters, and I think that it's going to be great to see these these young professionals coming in. And focused on the chapters because the chapters are really where our lifeblood is. You know, it's reaching out to people where they work and in their communities and right. where they serve. And so it's the it's the future of our organization. And so chapters is so very important to cultivate their participation, to build on new leaders, to bring more people into the role of, say, a board member mm-hmm. or a committee member at the national level. So really am hoping to have a call to action for our members to really engage, dig in, and make sure that they come to at least one national event a year. If Certainly, if they do two or three, we won't tell them no. That would be great. Welcome them. Yeah. I mean, like, if if we want to have an event, say, like our normal fraud conference that we have in September, Mm -hmm. or um, even uh, the uh, upcoming AGA PDT 2023, which will be hosted in Orlando, Florida, on July 23rd through the 26th of 2023. You know, these events are our our showcase where we get to, you know, put out a, a great curriculum, put out great training, have super fantastic speakers, a nice venue, a venue that I probably wouldn't necessarily be able to afford if I was going with my family on vacation. Sure. <laughs> but it's a place that, um, you know, is large enough to house all of the activities that the AGA is hosting at the events. I think, too, in supporting chapters, not all chapters are not created equal. So not all of them have the same kind of support, either from senior leadership and agencies, or they just may not be as big. So mm-hmm. when COVID hit and and people went home, chapters weren't meeting together. Mm. And some, you know, so it was hard for them to, to continue to regroup. Um, some of the chapters, you know, you had moms, you had dads that had to now focus more on kids because they're schooling at home. I mean, so there's so many other distractions. So now what we want to do is now that people are opening up, they're more likely to go out to lunch or, you know, group together in a conference space is we need to support them in, in reemerging and in, in getting themselves kind of back together and reorganized and, and with purpose. Mm-hmm. And those, you know, we have chapter reps from all over the country here at PDT because we have a chapter scholarship because we want them to come. And I also think that the variety of our, um, the subjects, topics that we have in our, in our sessions gives them more ideas about what they can do locally and maybe who would be good speakers that would not be their typical first, second, or third choice, you know, yeah. just giving them a broader perspective of, of who they could come and have speak because it, it they'll learn from it. And so I think there, there are a lot of good things that happen when we bring our chapter folks together 
um, not only can they support each other, which we have some larger chapters that are reaching out and kind of mentoring the smaller chapters. So we want to certainly give them all the support that, that we can do to and encourage them to keep doing that. One of the things about our membership is about 43% of our members are state and local government mm-hmm. folks. And um, then, you know, to have the commitment that AGA puts forward for state and local is amazing. We're able to come into an event like PDT and attend a session on a particular topic. And the technical committee goes through and makes sure that there's a state, local, or tribal panelist on each of those topics. And mm-hmm. so you get the benefit of, of seeing how other states may be doing something near and dear to what you're there for, you know, a, a subject you're interested in. But you also get the local perspective. You get the federal perspective. You know, but for AGA, I wouldn't have the, ch- the chance to rub shoulders with some of the federal right. counterparts. Right. And it really gives me an opportunity to build relationships across government in a way that I wouldn't have necessarily on my own. Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, from 199 podcasts, I guess we'll count this one, that I've, you know, I've been very, because I'm, I'm very federal-centric. I'm in D.C. I work with federal clients. I really never, never done anything state and local. Um, but when I come up with ideas for podcasts, I, re- I, re- I realize that so many innovative things are happening at the states, like sometimes ahead of what the federal government's doing. I've been very surprised, like RPA or using... RPA for audits, IGs in Florida, obviously. Um, but folks in, like, Florida, ten- Nashville, uh, Tennessee, um, you know, what was it? Even Idaho are, like, on the vanguard of these interesting ideas, you know, for innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, they were the first ones to jump up and say, let's do, just do hybrid. Let's do virtual PDTs because we can't do them in person anymore. You know, that's, you know, a lot of that innovation is coming from out there. It's not just D.C. folks, you know, kind of leading everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think the... The federal folks also need to hear what's going on at the state. Exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, again, it's not just, you know, big fed teaches states. It's no, it's a, a you know, a collaboration. both ways. It is a collaboration. <laughs> yeah. Information flows both ways. Absolutely. And I also think it's where it's great for the state and local folks to, to meet federal leaders and, you know, ones that you either see uh, testifying to Congress or on the Hill or, you know, highlighted on, on the news, um, they need to understand, you know, they can understand and, and learn more about the what's going on in the states as well. So, because that's who they end up impacting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, so that's, yeah, again, I mean, we get so much from all those different groups coming together. Um, so a couple more things for you here. So I did want to maybe just touch a little bit on the future of the profession, and then I'll, I want to turn to Anne on some of her thoughts. But... So, Melinda, again, yeah, enhancing the future of our profession. Can you bring that one out a little bit more for us? What are you looking to do there? Sure. Um, one of the things that it, that's a benefit of being a member, or actually you don't even have to be a member to, to get the benefit of this, but is the, the intergovernmental partnership. Mm-hmm. The intergovernmental partnership is a collaboration of state, federal, and local government officials that are working on a particular area of interest. Um, these are thought leaders and subject matter experts in their own right that are come to the table and build on different projects. One of the projects that the Intergovernmental Partnership is working on is a playbook mm-hmm. that is going to be published for like a, like a handbook for financial managers to understand what might be needed or necessary for the beginning or the middle or the end of a disaster 
And so it hmm. gives pointers and tips and best practices. And so that project is, is underway, and we're really excited about that particular playbook that will be published. And so to, to help the profession, AGA has kind of a unique opportunity to do that through a variety of means. Um, we have also the journal. Uh, the journal has uh, some great articles in there written by state, federal, local practitioners. And private sector. And private mm-hmm. sector. So, you know, we we really rely upon one another to kind of help see what's coming down next. What is the new emerging risks um, facing government? And oftentimes our private sector folks might be seeing some of that in advance. So it's mm-hmm. really helpful to work together and tap into the synergy of those different um, areas of expertise through our members. And I, I think you get a tangential benefit of building and growing the profession. Um, another thing is our certified government financial management mm-hmm. um, designation. It's a, it's a certificate that is... Certification. It's a certification. Thank you. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Um, that we're very proud of. And uh, it, it's kind of a, a good housekeeping seal of approval that you have yep. a certain um, amount of knowledge and, and baseline uh, in the domains that, that it tests upon. So, you know, building on the generation of tomorrow to help them become certified um, to, to achieve this certification, I think also is an investment in the future of our profession. Oh, yeah, definitely. Got to promote that. I mean, it's really the only thing in government you know, to that caliber of certification, in my opinion. So. Well, it's, I think it's even more important today. Um, after two years of COVID, five, six trillion dollars worth of federal mm-hmm. money going down to the states, um, hel- helping them to understand, you know, how to manage it, report back about it. Um, I mean, it truly is federal, state, local. I mean, they, so the, the combination um, of, again, information exchange, sharing, and guidance, understanding who to call, you know, who's, you know, um, putting out guidance. Um, the IG community that, you know, we've been working with very closely on the federal side, I mean, it's just amazing how much outreach, that, I mean, this pandemic has really, I think, solidified some of the relationships between federal, state, and local, I mean, more tightly than ever before. And I think... When people come to our sessions and they start learning, it's like, hey, this is, you know, I am learning about what happens at the federal level because, you know, and then, or at the state level that then have to report out to the feds and building those relationships and um, having a network of somebody you can call, not just read through some 300-page huge guidance document mm-hmm. that, that, well, I've looked at some of those and I know <laughs> I would be confused if I was on that end. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I'll mention too again from the podcast. I mean, um, you know, I know AGA can you know responds to FaceAB, mm-hmm. you know, new standards from FaceAB, and I don't know if they do GASB, but I know we some do. of our members do. Yeah, there you so go. So GASB, FaceAB, um, AICPA, we mm-hmm, respond mm-hmm. to exposure drafts for all of those. Our um, Financial Management Standards Board (FMSB) has about 40, 45. It's our largest board that we have because we need people with a really diverse background right. of information because we don't know what the next draft will be about. Mm-hmm. So we, we have a, a, a swath of people that really enjoy reading through it and say, what would the impact be to our community right. if, if X were enacted? 
Yeah, and, and again, and or and if and if we can make it better, make it stronger right. in some cases, then then we make those recommendations. Yeah, and those are, I mean the articles in the journal, I found them really useful. Again, I mean I'm, I like the accounting nerdy stuff too, and the audit stuff. I just but you know I've seen the Gasby articles, I've seen the FaceApp articles, I've seen you know technology. There's so much in there that you really you know does benefit our community and does get into some details on these technical matters, and makes them easier to understand. And you know what are we going to have to do to implement something like this? You know, so I really. I think it's a valuable resource and a good podcast source, too. <laughs> All right. So one more question, and then we'll just kind of have some final thoughts. But uh, so Melinda kind of gave us her vision of the future here. Uh, I, I'd love to hear, Anne, what, what would you like to see this year? What are some of your goals? We know there are a couple things. Um, one, with the rebranding, there, are, I think, are some internal things that we need to look at, mm-hmm. whether it's the you know mission, vision, strategic plan. You know, what do we need to adjust to really – embrace our new brand and our new mm. kind of, I don't want to say new mission, but maybe it's just a better articulated mission. Um, to, so other people will understand it as well. Right. Um, and then we have to push that down to the chapters and make sure that the chapters are fully embracing the new brand and, and AGA is who we are. Right. Um, there's, I mean, it's, there are a lot of people, in fact, several people walked up to me. It's like, well, wait, what, what's this new brand thing? And so, <laughs> So we continue to explain it, and we're going to need to continue to explain sure. it. So, you know, AJ's been around a long time, um, and it does get burned in. But as, you know, we've talked in the office, IBM was International Business Machines. Who ever says that now? Exactly. Nobody. Right. Weight Watchers is now WW. All of a sudden, it just changed. I started seeing commercials. I'm like, who's this WW? And then they started explaining what it is. Oh, they're the Weight Watchers people. Got it. So it's going to take a while for people to burn in because we don't have commercials. So we don't, yeah. we don't have that on TV to help reinforce. But, you know, that's interesting because I, I, maybe we've become iconic because now we don't need to spell this out anymore. You know, IBM doesn't need to spell out right, what that means. You know, even like ACL and SAS and some of these things you hear, it's just like, yeah, that's the go-to tool. We don't need to know what that, what that ever meant. It's well, just it's well, iconically right. known as that. Well, IBM changed, went to IBM because... They don't just sell computers. That's the other thing. Right? Yeah, it's exactly. software. It's services. It's mm-hmm. consulting. It's right. an, a, a wide swath of services. So, again, international business machines did not represent what they wanted to be right. and We're what they aspired that. to be. Mm-hmm. So that's Actually, that's perfect. That's it. That really makes sense what, what you all did that with that. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey. I just need to convince and let everybody <laughs> convince else know that else. it really makes sense. That's right. Well, Melinda, we're going to push that forward, right? We're all going to push that forward. Um, well, great. This has been awesome. I mean, 30 minutes flew by like that. Um, so I'd love to just, yeah, Melinda, if you want to give us any final words of encouragement or uh, as you enter the new year here, please do. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you, Paul. Um, I would like to encourage everyone to check out the website. It's uh, AGA cgfm.org mm-hmm. if you're looking for the information for the Orlando PDT 2023 it's forward slash PDT uh, so we'd love to see you in Florida uh, Orlando for the AGA PDT if you're um, in the area certainly check mm-hmm. it out um, I also want to just say uh, thanks to Ann for all of the hard work that she's done uh, to get us uh, through the p- pandemic in such a collective way. You know, AGA is about belonging to an organization, the Association for Government Accountability. And Anne and her team have done a remarkable job to make it something where it was easy to participate during the pandemic and ever more wonderful to celebrate here in person. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go enjoy. we got a couple more days of PDT to go. Yeah. So, uh 
All right, let's go do that. Thanks for joining the podcast today. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. That's our show. AGACGFM.org is where you go. Make sure to uh, subscribe and get all those podcasts coming to you. Now that we're uh, at number 100, we'd like to get to number 200 soon. And all kinds of great guests this year lined up. And uh, it's going to be a great rest of the year. And uh, hope you all like the new jingle. And until the next time, we'll see you. This is your host, Paul Marshall, signing off for Accountability Talks.